For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. For the record, you ain't trying to grow then it's done for you. For the record, lab on me going all the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. For the record, for the record, for the for the record, for the record, for the record, for the record. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. Welcome back to the Clink's Moments of Redemption. He was once described by the FBI as an enforcer for elements of the Detroit Mafia. Gunnar Lindblom tells us what happens when people share a bit too much about the Mafia. So one of the guys in our crew at one time, for whatever reason, this guy was obsessed with the Mafia. Like he, he was always, first of all, Growing up in my family, we didn't even say the word mafia. You couldn't say it. I said it one time, and I got warned, never say that again in the house. So this guy's always, like, riding my jock. He's like, you're the Uncle Pete today? Did you see Tony? When's the last time you see Tony? Let's try to do something with Tony. Let's go see Tony. Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, the boss, the, the, the street boss. I'm like, shut the F up, bro. Listen, you don't worry about Tony, man. You, you Tony's not going to deal with you. He don't know you. You know what I'm saying? This, this is shut the F up. Get your money. And you know, he was a big drug dealer. But he hung around us, and we were half thinking, like, the only reason we didn't get, we didn't rob him is because I liked him. Yeah. Other than that, I would have, my uncle would have said, said, rob him, man. Put a gun in his mouth, get his money. We knew he had a lot of money. You know, the guy probably had a couple hundred thousand bucks at his house. I said, nah, I kind of like the guy. You know, he's, he's, he's all right, man. He'd hang out with us, and we'd go to the strip club, and he'd pay for everything. You know, pop bottles and pay for drinks. And go to, you know, anywhere you go with the dude, he paid for everything because he wanted to be connected to wise guys. He wanted people to be seen. He wanted people to see him with wise guys, gangsters. And so I'm like, I'm cool with that. Who cares, man? He's fine with me. One day, he was in the strip club, not with me, and he was bragging to some other freaking people. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm with Al, you know, Al, Al, Al Toko. My last name's not even Toko. He's like calling me El Toko. I'm with El Toko, Pete Toko, and I'm with these guys. You know what I mean? Doing some work. And the stripper who was listening, she, he's trying to throw names in front of her. She knows this is wrong. So, because the guy, the, the the club is owned by a mob guy. And the guy who runs the place, the, the, yeah, the guy who runs the place, Nino, she goes to him and says, Nino, this freaking guy is over here. We call these guys big noters. Big noters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would call them bullethead when it was all done, said, and done. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Cause he, he, he kept running his mouth. And so gets back to my uncle through Nino. I'm not going to say Nino's name, but I almost said it, but runs back and tells them. And really it goes through Tony. Cause Nino's Tony's guy. Tony goes to my uncle Pete says, you gotta, you gotta shut this guy up, have Alonzo do it. So he kind of tells me to kill the guy. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. He just runs his mouth. I'm like, and I had warned him. I said, stop talking so much, man. You're freaking going to get yourself killed. It's not a game, dude. Shut the F up, man. You don't know. No one should ever know you have any connection to anything known as the mafia. And I didn't even say it. You know what it is. So he didn't shut up. So my uncle, I told my uncle F you. And that's one of the instances where I told my uncle F off. I'm not going to do it. And he says, well, what if I tell Tony you said no? I said, what's he going to do? Kill me because I wouldn't kill some dude that I like? I'm not a made guy. I, he can't order me to do nothing. Tony knew I was a lunatic. Tony thought I was, nobody thought I was crazier than Tony. Tony Jaglin, he thought I was absolutely bonkers. He called me Batu Lapata, means crazy gunner. He thought it's not. So when I said, F that, it's not going to kill me, you know, over, I'm actually technically his nephew, you know, because, you know, he's married into the family. I called him an uncle. So I said, no. 
So my uncle Pete doesn't go to him and say, you know, he didn't. He, Alonzo said, no, he won't do it. So he got the bikers to do it. You no, know, because the outlaw bikers are connected to the family. And, uh, they're very powerful, very big, and, and very connected to the family. They work for a uh, symbiosis. The outlaw bikers are basically an extension of drug dealers and muscle for the mafia in Detroit. And their Taco Bowman was their guy, and then they almost killed him. That's a long story, too. But anyways, a couple weeks go by, and Uncle Pete calls me in. It's a hot summer day, and he says, listen, you got to go freaking – I almost said his name. You got to go <laughs> – you got to identify the guy. He's yeah. dead in a garage in Detroit. And I said, what the f- I don't want to go look. What do you mean? I, I got to do it? He's like, yeah, you got to do it. You already wouldn't – you wouldn't do the job. You pussied out on that. Go make sure it was him because they got him. They said they got him. They dumped him in his garage. It's a freaking red garage. Told me the name of the street. He said, you can't miss it. There's a vacant house next to it. Just go there. Make sure it's him. So I'm like, all right. So I drive down there. I'm in my freaking Mustang. I'm all, this is how I look, basically, how I look right now. I'm a white kid. I pull up in the ghetto. I'm in a deep in the ghetto. I mean, this is like one of the worst neighborhoods in the world, man, in Detroit. I mean, here I am, pull up in my Mustang, all white, bumping my car. Boom. There's freaking people hanging out on porches and stuff all over the place. It's the ghetto. I jump out of my car and I start walking up the driveway and I know I'm in the right place because I smell it and I can smell, you know, death. Yeah. So I walk up, I kind of push the garage door open and there he is, bloated body. And one thing I remember noting was the dude is, uh, he had been, looked like he'd been shot like three, four times in the head. Big, big bullet. I mean, it's all, it's all half of his head was gone. So I went back and I said, yeah, it's him, man. Freaking, I said, why did they freaking let him have it? Like, he's like, yeah, he, the first one or two didn't do it. Then they had to, you know, did, he was still breathing or whatever. So long story short is after that, when guys would start talking too much, they'd joke and they started calling that dude bullethead because he took so many bullets. And they're like, don't end up like bullethead. Don't end up like bullethead. So now I'm like, you know, 19, 20, 20, 25 years old, whatever it was. And I'm not, I won't say nothing to anybody about nothing. Like, I don't even care about nothing. I didn't, I have, to this day, I have a, a glitch in my brain because of that, those inst- those kind of, whatever reasons, I, I can't remember names. Like, I intentionally refuse to remember names. My uncle said, you don't need to know names because if you get busted and you know names, now you don't want to know nothing. So mm-hmm. if you're not dealing, I would meet made guys and they'd say, they'd tell me, you know, he's a friend of ours, you know what I'm saying? He's one of ours. That's a it. friend of ours means he's a made guy. Yeah, that's right. Here's a guy, Tony. He's a friend. He's a friend of ours from down river. He's a, this guy. He's a friend of ours. I'm like, yeah, hey, doing, Tony. I'm freaking five minutes later, I'm like, forgotten. What's that guy's name again? Yeah. Now a lot of freaking guys, like mafia wannabe guys, be like, oh my god, that's another made guy. I'll remember him and I'll go see him one day and I'll, you know, we'll be friends and maybe you can. Nah, I didn't care. I didn't care about none of it. I was like, yeah, made guy, who cares? I don't you know, whatever. Don't affect me. I was told by my uncle, by the way, you can never be made. Early on, he said that, so you always be a, you know, a street soldier or whatever. Um, and then my uncle, at one point, my uncle Pete, we were all sitting around in the basement, and he says, you know, if you change your name to Toko, he's like, I bet you I can get you on the books. You know, maybe if you change your name to Toko, I can go to the boss, probably go to Tony. Tony would go to Jack Toko and say, like, you know, maybe you can get him on the books. Like, you know, it would be a while. It wouldn't be immediately. It might be 10 years from now, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he'd say, I bet you if you change your name to Toko, I'll get you on the books. You know, it might take a, take 10 years, 15 years or 20 years, but you know, you stay loyal to the family with the name Toko. He's like, I think we can get you on the books. And my uncle Sal said, don't do it. You don't want to do it. He's like, once you, once you take that oath, once you're in, you're stuck. Can't go nowhere. Can't do nothing. You're stuck. Then you got to listen to everything they say. And you owe them money every week. 
Is that what you do? Like, luckily, look at you now. You do whatever you want. You don't got to give nobody nothing. They're all scared of you. That's what my Uncle Sal said. He said, they're scared of you. You're the guy that goes to hurt people when they you're, need you're people the one that You're the one Those that's not. Old men are terrified of you. You're terrified. the one that's not controlled. And I told them. That's that's the thing. You you are yeah. you are your own man. Yeah, that's that made him nervous, and that, that mm. made him scared. And dude, I had told I had, you know, I had confrontations with some of these guys, and they're like, you know, you can't. I'm not even gonna say the guy's name. Yeah, I yeah. told the story before, but I won't say it again. But the guy, the guy who's high up, top brass, he says you can't beat everybody with these, Alonzo. Somebody's gonna come with one of these one day. Then then what are you gonna do? I said, you know, I got one of those too. I said, I'm a real good shot. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get them. But before I get them, I'm going to find out who sent them. Then I'm going to go get them too. And they knew it. They knew I was cut like that. Like and they, if I said, listen, I, if I looked at these these dudes and said, I'll kill you and I'll kill your kids, I'll kill everybody, they 100% believed it. Most of the time I was bluffing, you know, but I, they believed that, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't want to go out killing everybody or whatever, but I was so used to robbing dope dealers and like terrorizing people with a gun, you know, like Rob, that I was, I could, I could look him dead in the eye and be like, dude, listen, I'll freaking blow your freaking head off. Then I'll get your son. I'll get your daughter. I'll kill freaking everybody. I don't give a flip. I said, I don't care how many you got. You better send an army because I'll keep sending them back in body bags. I don't give a flip. And they knew that they were like, this freaking Alonzo is an absolute lunatic. And the main reason was they'd see me hurt guys, beat guys up real bad or heard about it. And they're like the rest of these wise guys in the family, most of them, they weren't, they weren't, hurting people they weren't smashing people they weren't freaking cracking dudes with crowbars they weren't and i would so like tony sent me to freaking get a guy one time and that's a funny story too but he sent me to get a guy that he wanted hurt it was twenty thousand bucks he owed he was spinning the bookie and disrespected the bookie and said something slick to him and the bookie was a guy named al he was a high up dude and uh and so they sent me they said i want him in the hospital so i beat the guy so freaking bad and i robbed him too and i you know i took all the money out of his pocket and Took his gold chain in his pocket, and he do as I'm laying on the ground, hiding under his jeep, because I had been I had beat him so bad that he crawled under the jeep to escape me, and I said, "Come out of here, mother effer!" And grabbed him by his hair and pulled him out. I said, "Give me everything, everything in your pocket." And then, and then right when he kind of leans up, I grab his chain and snapped it off his neck. I'm taking that too. So afterwards, Tony's like, "Damn, why'd you hurt him so bad?" I'm like, "Yeah, this guy disrespected me." He laughed at me. I fell before I could get him. I was walking over to get him, and I tripped on a sewer grate and fell. And the guy didn't know I was coming to get him. I was kind of jogging towards him, and I tripped. It's like eight o'clock in the freaking morning. I'm not a morning guy. <laughs> I'm supposed to have a crowbar, but I forgot the crowbar in my front seat. I was so zealous to get the guy that I ran towards him. Without the, then I right as I fell, I realized I didn't have the crowbar. And then as I kind of rolled and jumped to my feet, the guy's laughing at me like that. He's like, said, "You just did." He's like, "Well, he sees me fall on the ground." He left. So as I rolled to my feet, he's laughing. I just said, "You know," I said, "You think that's funny?" And then I just like, "Wham!" I just started pounding him. And and I'm like, Tony said he wants his freaking money. Boom, boom, boom. And I beat him up real bad. And anyways, the moral of the story is that you know Tony heard about that right away and. Everybody else did too. Everybody in the market was talking about it for a couple of days. That freaking Alonzo freaking pulverized this freaking dude. And they're telling the, I told the story. I fell and it was all funny. And I robbed. He's like, I sent you to get a dollar. You came back with a hundred. I said, you know, what are you going to do? A guy had some money on him. I, well, I said, I might as well freaking rob him while I'm at it. I already beat him. You know what I'm saying? That's why I ran his pockets while I was there. But it, <laughs> So I was kind of a commodity. Well, to me, to, to me, you're, you're, you are. You're an asset. You're definitely an asset. I mean, look, I can relate 
very well to what you're saying in there, especially um, pulling gold chains around throats when people owe money. <laughs> that's For me, that was just a common uh, that or a nice timepiece. That's coming with me, the Breitling or the Rolex and the chain. Yeah. You're just losing on money. That. Uh, that's just all coming. <laughs> I want to ask you something, though, and, and you know, I, I think that's important is this lifestyle leads to other things. And, and there was a period there where you were also too falling into addiction, wasn't there? Yeah, no, no. So on and off from age 19, I kind of, I got introduced to like pain pills mm. and I liked them and I took them for, you know, several months and I'd go to jail for a couple of weeks or some petty stuff and I'd get off them and I'd be good and I wouldn't, you know, I'd be, you know, I, I I always worked out. I was a real, real, you know, big muscle bound dude, had all kinds of nice cars and toys and stuff. And I didn't really have a real problem with addiction um, until later on. So, you know, and something would set it off because, like, my best friend died. For, he drove a, a drug overdose of all things. You'd yeah. think I would, you know, would have learned. And that set me off. So, I, I mean, I take some pills. Before I know it, I'm on heroin. Then I go to jail for a couple of weeks and get out and um, cleaned up, back on my feet, you know, good as good go. And then I broke my ankle when I was about 26 years old um and they gave me pain pills for that and that's yeah. that, the, the there's a there's more of a story behind that because yeah when i was in new york when i was in new york on the run i was trying to play well i played semi-pro football okay i played under an alias i was in i was in new york hiding from a, a atf indictment which is a long story in itself but i basically I extorted some kid or so well him and his dad out of a big gun collection and then sold all the guns, kept the money. And then some of those guns got um, caught up in some drug yep. raids. And then they, the, the guy said, I bought it from a white kid who's like 20-some years old. And that fit the description of the kid. So it went back to him. And the kid said, it wasn't me. He said that I, me, Gunner, extorted him, said he was going to kill me if he, I didn't get, give him this, this these guns Ooh. to pay for his gambling debt. And so now they put together, trying to put together this indictment. We get word of it. My grandpa says, you got you to gotta go. And it, you know, he said, you can stick around and fight. He's like, but he's like, I think we can get to the kid and make him change his mind. But in the meantime, probably should get out of here. So me and my sister, my sister just graduated college. So we went to rent in New York City, moved to New York City. And I hit out, had an alias. And, my, and then I ended up playing football for a minute and then did really well. Got an agent. Uh, the the coach sent my highlight reel to a professional agent who was scouting for NFL Europe, and then they went and talked to me. And wow. long story short, is I had a I had an NFL potential. I was league MVP, bro. So this goes to show. I played middle linebacker and running back, but primarily was a running back, kick returner. Yeah, I was stupid. I was I was averaging like I don't know, I think three and a half touchdowns a game, run, running like 180 yards a game. It was crazy. So that's amazing. Yeah, that I was sounds real. super athletic. I was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Now I was, they, they all said it. He's like, you don't belong here. You belong in the NFL. You're making the rest of everybody look like freaking, you know, juveniles. So they, anyway, so I got an opportunity to, to go to a combine, which is the NFL combine. The way it works is that you have to have a team sponsor you, meaning the team invites you. And the team was the lions, which is the team that I, I told the agent where I'd love to play. And say it was like six weeks later. Like and then I moved back to Detroit because like the the ATF thing went away. They got to the kid. The kid 
recanted. He said it was him. He made it all up. I had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, because they told the kid, listen, if you ever want your dad to work again in Detroit, you got to take this hit. Yeah. Because the kid, the guy worked, the guy worked for General Motors and, and we control the unions and all the unions. So if your dad freaking wants a job in Detroit, you got to shut the F up. Not to mention, you know, uh-huh. you're going to have to watch your back for the rest of your life. So there's, so there's the legit, like, legit no escape um, from the mob and, and, their, their tentacles, basically in Detroit, particularly no. speaking, you you can think that you want to you know not pay or you want to go under the radar and, and no, make no. an earn here and there, right. but it ain't gonna happen. It's that that no, well yeah. that well maintained that they got reach everywhere. Yeah, that, wow. That's, you're never gonna get away with that. I mean, you book one bat, you're done. To hear more from Gunner, check out season five, episode six, The Clink. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow then it's done for you. That's right. For the record, live on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Stop calling. For the record. For the record. Yeah. For the For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record.